What's going on guys? Back at it again with another podcast here and this one's going to be about Fire Emblem. So I wrote an article before I bought Fire Emblem Three Houses for Nintendo Switch uh, just about how much I like Fire Emblem. Just an introduction to Fire Emblem and why you might like to play it or why I like to play it um, and why I think I was definitely going to like Three Houses. And spoiler, I have Three Houses now and I love the game a lot. Uh, so here we go. An introduction to Fire Emblem and why I think I'll love Three Houses. When I first played the original Fire Emblem, at least the first one to come to the West, on Game Boy Advance, the thing that caught my attention most was the pixel art of the sprites for each character in your group. Every character in your little band of warriors had his or her own unique individualistic look, even if they were a similar class to their companions. I think for me and so many other fans of the series, that uniqueness found in each character, even if they weren't huge parts of the main storyline, is what made me fall in love with the series so deeply. Not only is each character just unique, they also grow and become stronger as you maneuver them through each battle. For me, the difference in character progression from a classic turn-based RPG like Final Fantasy, where you simply see your characters gain experience after every battle, is that you get to strategically maneuver physical character sprites on the battlefield. Rather than just choosing between attack, defend, item, theirs and your success depend on how well you can manipulate your band of comrades to efficiently defeat the opposing side. Should you send your cavaliers up front to take out their front line as to halt their progression forward and avoid them boxing in your team? Or should you set a perimeter with your beefiest units up front, allowing the enemy units to move forward into range for your archers, mages, and spear throwers to take them out at a distance? Maybe you send your beefy units up first to force the enemy into an engagement and allow your flying units to loop around the back for an attack from the flank. All the fun of tactics and strategy is heightened by the weight and investment you have in each character you've grown attached to, not just from favoriting certain units over others due to their unique appearance and personality, but also from seeing them grow from your personal decisions on how they should operate during each battle. Naturally, the units you spend the most attention to will likely be the strongest, which makes it feel that much more satisfying when they defeat multiple enemy units with ease and finesse. With all that in mind, it's a no-brainer then to see why the social mechanics of the game grew deeper and became more popular for series fans like myself. Not only do you enjoy seeing characters grow through each battle, but also how they get along with and build bonds with their fellow comrades on and off the battlefield. A heavy knight class might form a bond with an archer for fighting as an offensive-defensive duel. Two Cavalier Knights might befriend each other for being on the front lines together or constantly being used to flank the enemy, and so on and so forth. The mechanics of the game constantly add to the imagination of what these characters could be in the future and how their lives might play out on and off the battlefield. Being able to pair units together in later games enhanced the idea of the characters becoming closer. Having a relationship score gave players a literal view of how strong the bonds between each character were. Having class promotions furthered the feeling of growth for each unique character and, again, provided a literal picture of what their individual progress had manifested into. Even though Kent and Sane both start as Cavaliers, they might grow into different classes depending on what you as the player choose and how you see them progressing. Kent, because of his stern, uptight, and loyal personality, might be suited for a promotion to a Great Knight, which allows him to use a wider array of weaponry and become a tankier unit. Sane, because of his jovial, flirtatious, and roguish nature, might be more suited for a promotion into the Paladin class, that can move farther, faster, and more elegantly in battle. It's no wonder, then, how the newest entry into the series, Fire Emblem Three Houses, is doing so well amongst fans and critics alike. Although I was first skeptical of Three Houses just recycling the Harry Potter school and houses setting to allure more fans to their already relatively strong fanbase, 
After reading a few reviews, and although I haven't played it yet, I'm very excited to hear how stellar of a game Three Houses turned out to be. From what I can tell, the school setting seems to integrate exceedingly well into the Fire Emblem framework and create a deeply engaging experience for those who enjoy the elements of games that I mentioned earlier. Many have said that the combat in Three Houses is meant to only be half the gameplay you engage with, while the number of things you do outside of battle has increased significantly. Although at first this might seem worrying, for those that are as interested and engaged with carefully tending to, raising, and guiding their characters throughout the storyline, the added social gameplay mechanics should be a very welcome addition. Apparently taking a lot from the Persona series and the running around, socializing, and interacting with characters, this new component to the Fire Emblem series fits not only into the purely mechanical gameplay aspect of growing and strengthening your army, but also within the narrative of who you are within the story of the game in relation to the rest of its characters. You play as the instructor to the students in the house you choose and are therefore responsible for teaching, guiding, and mentoring each student. Their failings in the battlefield can be felt directly as your failure as a mentor in adequately preparing them. Similarly, their triumphs in battle are your triumphs as a leader, making you feel like you made the right decisions in how you chose to guide them. There are numerous gameplay mechanics outside of combat that encourage and test you as a mentor in how you're going to handle each of your students. One of which that I found particularly interesting is balancing what a student may already be good at versus what they might want to explore or are potentially interested in. For example, one character might be really good at archery, but is curious about sword wielding. This might be a conflict in a number of ways and will force you to grow as a mentor and make meaningful decisions while balancing 1. the needs of your students' interests, 2. the diversity of your army as a whole, and 3. your personal wants for each. Do you force your student to hone his archery and ignore his passion for sword wielding in favor of a more skilled marksman in the future? Or do you value his growth in relationship with you and foster his passion for sword wielding while possibly risking his life on the front lines instead of keeping him at a distance with his bow? With Three Houses, the new gameplay mechanics for Fire Emblem seem so well intertwined with the narrative that it seems to become much more than just the sum of its parts. And although I haven't even gotten a chance to play it yet, I can already tell I'm going to love it. So that was the first article that I wrote uh, regarding video games. Um, that's on my website, again, kurtdc.com. That's C-U-R-T-D-C.com. Uh, again, I talk about video games, movies, training, fitness, life in general, my personal life, um, just things going on, thoughts I have. Um, I'm not a guru. I'm not a life coach. I'm not a motivational speaker. I just think that I have some experiences, thoughts, and opinions that can help people potentially. Um, and I'm trying to translate or convert all of my articles that I write into podcast form just so people are more easily able to access them. So Hopefully you guys like this type of content. Um, if you enjoy this stuff, maybe drop a like or something like that. But other than that, um, or at least just let me know that you're consuming it and where you'd like to consume it. Uh, if you enjoy this stuff, if you don't, then you can tell me as well. No big deal. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you on the next one. Stay tuned.